few episodes ago, number 155, I showed you the basics of Cucumber, which is a high-level testing framework. I encourage you to go back and watch it if you haven't already, because in this episode I'll be showing you some more advanced functionality you can accomplish with Cucumber. Now before I get into that, I want to upgrade to Cucumber 3.0, because that was just released uh, in the past couple weeks. So I can say, uh, specify version number 3.0 here in my test.rb uh, gem config line here. And then just run this command uh, in the command line to make sure that I have the new version installed. And I think I do here. And it looks like I do. So the next thing I have to do just to upgrade is run script generate cucumber to generate some of the files that uh, were uh, changed. So the webrat steps, I want to replace those. Uh, the environment.rb, sure, I'll replace that. And our path.rb, uh, I'm not going to replace that because we did change it in the previous episode on Cucumber, and I want to show you some of the things that were changed in uh, Cucumber 3.0 that are not backwards compatible. So here we have our paths.rb file opened up, and this is the file that it wanted us to change, but I, I didn't, so we'll need to update it manually to work with Cucumber 3.0. And this part right here is what we need to change. Uh, this is basically the old way of including methods into uh, your Cucumber tests, or your Cucumber steps. So if you want a method to be, avail be available in all Cucumber steps, then you'd want to include it in here. And the new way of doing that is, is instead of just mentioning it world.extend and the module name, is to just pass in the module name in uh, parentheses in here into the world method. Uh, and this will make it so that every method inside of that module will be available to all of your Cucumber steps. All right, now that we've upgraded to Cucumber 3.0, let's run our features and make sure that we didn't break anything with the upgrade. And it looks like both of our article scenarios that we created in the last episode on Cucumber are working. So now we can focus on adding some new functionality. Uh, here I have a user profile page, and what I want to do is if the user is logged in, is the owner of the profile, then I want to see this edit profile link down here. Or if the user is an admin user, then he should be able to edit the profile of any other user as well. But if they're just a guest or some other random user, then they shouldn't see this link that allows them to edit our profile. Now we want to implement this feature through behavior-driven development, so let's start off in, by going into our Cucumber feature, which I, I started one off, prepared one for us for this episode, so to speed things up a bit. Uh, and let's just fill it up with scenarios. So let's say we have a new scenario where we uh, want to show the edit link uh, when we're logged in as an admin. So the first step I want to do here is uh, create two different users. One is just going to be a normal user, and one is going to be an admin. And then the admin goes to the other user's profile page and should see an edit profile link. So the first step is to create two different users. And whenever we're dealing with a lot of data we need to submit through a scenario, a good way to go is through using tables. So let me do that here. Say, let's say given uh, the following user records, and then define a table here. You do that with uh, vertical bars here. And then we could say uh, we define our column names first. We have our username. A password, and then uh, admin column. So let's say our username for the normal user is Bob, password is secret, and then the admin is false. And then the also have an admin user, also has a password called secret, and then 
let's say the admin column is true. So these are attributes we're going to define as we're creating these user records. Uh, notice this table is not very structured right here. It's fine. A cucumber uh, will handle it fine like that, but a visually pleasing is not. So what we can do is select all of this and then hit command option back, uh, backslash and that will align it up for you if you have the cucumber bundle installed, which I'll link to in the show notes uh, here in TextMate. Okay, so next we also want to log in as an admin. So say given I am logged in as admin with password secret and say when I visit profile for user Bob then I should see uh, edit profile link. Alright so that's our scenario so that an admin user should see that edit profile link. So we run our features again and see where we stand with this and it looks like we need to define three different steps in order to get the scenario working. But also one thing I wanted to show you is that all the other scenarios are being run whenever we run the Cucumber features. But what if we have, let's say, 100 different scenarios and we're just trying to focus on the ones that we're currently working on? Well, we can run just specific ones through tagging. So let me show you. So what we can do back in our feature here, uh, we can say, uh, give it a tag by preceding it with an at sand, let's say call this focus. And that will add the focus tag to this scenario. And then we can limit this to only run those tagged scenarios by passing in the dash T option and then the name of the tag we want to filter by. So this will only run the one scenario with the tag focus. Uh, if we want to do the opposite thing, maybe uh, we don't want to see everything tagged by focus. We want to see all the other scenarios. Uh, we just proceed it with a tilde sign like that. Um, I'm going to have to uh, escape this here just to make sure it works in the shell here. So that will actually just run all the scenarios which are not tagged with focus. So that is great if let's say you tag some slow scenarios uh, with the tag slow and then you can tell it to run all the scenarios except the slow ones. So that's a great way to handle that. Now you can also specify the tag at the very top here at the behind the feature and that will tag all the scenarios which we have inside this feature. So I'm going to do that here. So now let's run the features one more time so that I can get these uh, template steps. And I've already created a user steps file for us to save us some time. I'm just going to paste that in there. Uh, the steps file just goes under the features step definitions directory. So if we go to the first one here, uh, notice that the first argument passed into this block is a table object, and that's a custom cucumber object. And this is because we're passing in table data into this um, scenario step. So the way we handle this, there's really only one method you need to remember on table objects like this, and that is hashes. Because this will give you an array of hashes, and each hash is just a, one row of the table. So what we can do is just loop through this array, and so each of these hashes is going to represent one user record that we want to create. And so we could do user.create here, but that'll end up creating an invalid record because we don't supply all the parameters needed. So instead we need to use a factory. Now I explained factories in the previous episode, so I won't go into them into detail here. But uh, I just encourage you to check out the previous episode for more information. I'm going to use factory girl here. So let's just call factory, uh, let's say user, and then pass in 
our hash of attributes here, which was from the, uh, the table that's passed in. So as I mentioned, I already have this factories.rb file set up. So I'm, I'm already using factory girl here. However, it's not going to be available to me in Cucumber because I haven't included it in our environment yet. To do that, we can go under features, support, and then this environment.rb file, and then just include it here. So I'll just require the file here. So let's say uh, at our Rails root, spec directory, it's just called factories, and that will load up the file uh, when we load up our Cucumber environment. So now going back to our steps file, um, it would be nice if this was a little bit more generic because it would be extremely useful in other cases too. So let's say for example, notice that uh, it says the following user records and user is mentioned as a factory name. Hey, what if we remove this duplication here, make this a variable, which is passed into this block, so it's our factory name, and then pass in this into here, and then suddenly, wow, we have this uh, pretty generic step that's very useful as a way to uh, create any kind of record uh, through tables. And uh, let me just add one little thing here, make this S optional so we can say the following record if there is only one record. All right, so let's move on down to the other steps and quickly fill those in. So logged in as username, and I have a given password. So I need to log in through here. Now, to handle logging in through other uh, steps, or you know, like, like, let's say unit tests, or other lower level tests, you would just edit the, uh, the session information or something. But here, Cucumber is such a, at a high level that you're really encouraged to go through the user's route every time. So we want to go through the login page itself. And to do that, we'll just go through WebRat here. Uh, I explain more in WebRat in episode 156, I believe. So you could just say, let's visit the login URL. And we're using WebRat, that is these helper methods in here to browse uh, our site basically as, as the user would. So we could say we want to fill in our username uh, with the username we're passing in here and fill in our password with our password and uh, click a button called login. All right, so that will log us in uh, as a user. And then this last one here, visit a profile page based off of the given username. So we wanna just fetch that user from the database, find by username, and then uh, we'll just say visit user URL at that user. So that will go to the user's show page or profile page. All right, so we're done writing our three different steps. Now it may have seemed like a lot of work to write these steps, but it's really an upfront cost because these are all three of these uh, steps are pretty generic and can be used in many different other scenarios. So um, really what we're doing here is uh, making it easier for us to write scenarios in the future as well. So we'll try running our features again and see what happens or we're running that one focused uh, scenario and it looks like everything's working. Our steps are, it's just now saying that uh, there's no edit profile link. So let's do that. So here's that user's profile page and what we wanna do here is just add a link called uh, edit profile and that'll go to the edit user path for the current user. Now notice I'm not adding any if conditions here 
to make sure the user's logged in as an admin or anything, even though that's included in our test. I just want to do the simplest thing to make this test pass. And if we try running again, we can see that, well, our test passed, so that was all that was really needed to make it pass. Now, we obviously know our functionality isn't working yet. We have uh, this link that everyone can see. We don't want everyone to see it, so let's go back and add another scenario uh, to handle that issue. So I'll just duplicate this scenario here, and then let's say we want to hide uh, the edit link as um, a guest. So basically when I'm not logged in, I'm just going to remove that line, and I just do not want to see that edit profile link. And when we run our feature, it obviously fails because we uh, are always showing that edit link. So let's add a little if condition here to make sure that the current user uh, is an admin. So we'll just say if it's an admin, then we'll make it visible. And now our uh, feature passes, so that's working. So now what's another scenario we need to handle in this case? Uh, well, one is if the currently logged in user goes to his own profile page, he should see that edit profile link. So let's, uh, actually I'm going to duplicate this one because it's more similar to that. So uh, show the edit link if as uh, owner. So if he's the owner of the record, so let's say I'm logged in as Bob, I go to the Bob profile page and then I should see the edit profile link. And our features fail, so let's fix this real quick. So we can go back to our profile page and adjust this logic a little bit so that it, we must either be an admin or we must, the current user, must match the user of the page that we're on. And run our features again, and this time, this time they all pass. So this is all working great, but one thing that's been bothering me is there's a lot of duplication between these three different scenarios, and as we add more, it'll just get worse. So how can we handle this in Cucumber? Well, one thing we could do is put this inside of a background clause. So let's say we just pass in background here, and then put in our given scenarios that we want to take place before every other scenario in that background clause. And then we could just change that to given so that it matches, and there we go. That'll work because uh, this given scenario will run before each of these other scenarios. So that's one way we can remove quite a bit of this duplication, and that looks pretty good to me. Now if you read between the lines a little bit, you can still see some duplication going on here. We're basically doing the same behavior throughout these three scenarios. We're testing the same thing basically, just with slightly different variables being changed. Uh, we're doing that just basically to test different logic and edge cases to make sure we reach every branch of a given scenario. Uh, so these kind of situations, there's another way we can remove duplication through Cucumber called scenario outlines, and it's pretty cool. Let me show you. So what I want to do is merge this all into one scenario and just call it scenario outline. And then I'll just call it um, show or hide edit profile link. So, so the way scenario outlines works is we're expected to give an example block here. And this actually takes a table. And each column in this table is going to represent uh, one variable or facet that can change through each time through the scenario outline. 
So let's say, for example, we have a login variable, which is going to represent uh, the, what user we're currently logged in as. We have a profile variable, which is going to be the user's profile that we're visiting. And then uh, we have an action, and that's going to be whether we see or don't see the edit profile uh, link. Okay, so let's say we have uh, logged in as admin. We go to Bob's profile page, then we should see the edit profile link. That's one variation. So let me duplicate this a few times. And let's say uh, if we are logged in as Bob, go to Bob's profile, we should see the edit profile link. If we're logged in as nobody, as just as a guest, and we go to Bob's profile, we should not see the edit profile link. And then also, let me add one more variation here. If we're logged in as Bob and go to the admin profile, then we should not see the edit profile link. So that's a quick way to add variations uh, on one given scenario. Now let me clean up this table real quick here using our command option backslash trick. Okay, so we have four variations here, and let's just plug these variables into our scenario outline. And the way we do that is just with angle brackets. So let's say our login goes here, and then our profile goes here, and then our action goes here. And then, so it'll go through each row here in this table, and then run the scenario with those variables plugged in to the uh, where we specified. Oh, and one thing real quick here, I just noticed that the examples word here should be pluralized. Don't use the singular form like I almost did. And uh, one other thing I need to fix here is that if our login is blank, it should be considered a guest and just skip the login process entirely. So let's build that into this login step here, going over here. So let's say, only do this if the username is blank. So we'll just skip uh, this uh, login process entirely if our username is blank. And we'll try running our features again and see what happens. There we go, it went through each of the examples in this block, in this table here, and plugged them in as a separate scenario and tried them out, and they all pass, as you can see. And so that wraps up this episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this look at some of the more advanced features you'll find in Cucumber. This episode is sponsored in part by Sifter, a bug and issue tracking application designed to be inviting to even the least technical team members and clients. Check out sifterapp.com for a free 30-day trial. Also sponsored by Scrummed, a simple project management tool for agile teams. Create user stories and view charts to see your current progress. For a free 30-day trial, visit scrummed.com.